Hey y'all, this is uh, Shooting the Breeze uh, with Bash and uh, our special guest who's now regular. I shouldn't call him a special guest anymore, but uh, yeah, uh, Mr. James, how are you? I'm always alright, mate, how are you? Yeah, better like than I was, I suppose, last week. Obviously, a lot yeah. of crazy things happened in pro wrestling within the space of a, a week, so I guess... Uh, we kind of get to it and like I suppose we're starting off on the somber note but yeah poor old um, Scott Hall passed away unfortunately at age 63 um, reports are saying that he had a, a fall and then uh, had a hip replacement but obviously that went wrong he had a blood clot and then he had like three yeah. consecutive heart attacks which is absolutely mental to think about yeah it's a shame man like we won't sugarcoat it like his, his past isn't exactly showered in glitz and glamour in terms of like substance abuse and stuff but he did so well to get out of that demon which a lot of people don't do and to get him in and like how he was compared to like the end of his wrestling days in TNA to how he was in his Hall of Fame speech is exponential in terms of like his change and for me it'll always be I think it'll always be the greatest WWE wrestler not to win the WWE title. I think it's always close yeah. between. I think a lot of people kind of mentioned that it was like the closest. Like with one of them, like I think somebody mentioned it was Piper, and I think there's somebody else in that list. I think as well. Yeah, he never a won like one. a world title. Yeah, um, you probably pop a Mr. Perfect in there or Bam Bam yeah, Bigelow yeah. or someone like that. But he said it in one of his his documentary. I don't think it's the one that's on the network um, but he described himself as the best upper middle baby face so once you got through him that's when you got to Sean and Diesel and I think that was pretty much the, he was always the measuring stick like once you've gone through a feud with him that's when you was you was knocking around in 94, 95 whether you got them opportunities to start fighting people you know the ladder match in Wrestlemania 10 is one of my favourite matches of all time so it was it was sad to see oh yeah like mentioning about his like you know, a lot of people didn't mention about his like demons or his past or whatever. Like, I think yeah. like watching the like I there I think there was the DDP show on Netflix where really kind of you get to see behind the scenes of Scott Hall and yeah. obviously Jake as well. And obviously, you know DDP obviously not them for a long time, mate. And um, yeah, talking about the ladder match, like that ladder match is an absolute classic. But obviously, like for me, Scott was like Scott slash Razor. I mean, however you want to remember him by I think the I think the most important thing for me was when he jumped and like he jumped and when you see him like in WCW but he's still kind of like he's the first person you kind of kept his gimmick do you know what I mean yeah like you kind of like you know he was raised like you know he's still doing the razor thing but like that was him and it like turned up to you know whatever they say 10 or 11 but that was Scott like that was like the same dude that you saw in WWE come on of to WCW but just kind of like use like a different thing and and like I know a lot of people have been sharing gifts of like the guy throwing the beer at him and you know the yeah. cat up around and you know there's a lot of good memories of Scott you know and like like I don't think he's like he wasn't like obviously you know like everybody has their demons and but it's, it kind of was on the straight path and I think you could have done a lot of behind the scenes. Like you kind of see him in NXT, like a few bits in NXT. He was like helping those NXT people out, wasn't it? So, with Sean. Yeah. So, 
I think it could have done like a lot behind the scenes more, but it's a shame that it obviously, you know, passed just like a big loss across the whole of the wrestling world. It kind of like, it seems like the whole wrestling world only comes together for like a big loss, but obviously, most yeah. of the most of the wrestling world, I guess, like, comes together when there's a, like, a massive, huge loss, and it's kind of like, it, it yeah. kind of hit home, man. Like Razor was the first dude who I thought, like, yeah, that's that's just the dude, that's just the man in pro wrestling. Yeah, and I think that's that's the big thing for me as well. Like he was, he was one of the first. Like he was so naturally cool in everything that he did, and then when he made the jump as well, like you've just mentioned, it was like he was ever present in the war, and it's like he's one of them things that's talking about at the moment. I watch him on YouTube called Wrestling Bios, and he's doing something called Reliving the War at the moment from start to finish. So it's quite, it's quite fresh. But when you, you can't go back and watch wrestling at any point he, he was the founding member or one of three of NWO who are arguably the, the biggest faction or the most well known faction probably is the best way to put it ever in in wrestling so he is going to be ever present and when you watch like people's what they say about him and the interviews and stuff they all say like he was so clever in terms of the business and breaking down matches and breaking down angles that yeah. he didn't really get he kind of got overshadowed for a long period of time when he was going through his, his struggles and with his demons that you didn't really get chance to experience in its entirety and then he managed to bring it back which was great but it was maybe too close to the end of his kind of active days yeah you don't you don't get like sting crawl without scott because yeah. like scott was like there's like this infamous story of scott saying do you want to see this movie like, have you seen the crawl and like things like that and like without Scott you don't get that you don't get X Pack one two yeah. three kid you don't get the whole like you know Goldberg crazy like run that he had and the comeback without Scott using the cut up rod so kind of like he's yeah. mindful like pro wrestling is just like immense and I, I know his like legacy is gonna live on you know everybody talks about you know the infamous ladder match and without him there wouldn't be like the ladder match as it is now so. You know, I think legacy will forever be like you know, um, in pro wrestling. Yeah, hundred percent. And everything that's getting passed at the moment, the quote at the end of his Hall of Fame speech, the last probably the last four lines or the last two lines to make the quote, that's everywhere at the moment, and it kind of it sums up everything that he was about. You couldn't have put it into words any better. Yeah. So. Rest in peace. And oh, I forgot to mention that he popularized uh, a catchphrase that mainly, like, you know, it's kind of like just entrenched in that like, black culture where he kind of popularized it to mainstream, like, culture where everybody kind of like knows, hey, yo, it's just like. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people missed that point. I think I saw him with the picture and, like, I don't know if he was in the ghetto area or whatever, but he was with a bunch of black kids and, like, it's kind of just shows that and that, that just the razor vignettes were just amazing yeah just like just the, the tendencies and like you know you can tell that it was like scarface where he came from scarface is but the way he played that razor ramon character was just just one of the best like character work in pro wrestling i think yeah it was way way ahead of his time and he's always been the benchmark now for everyone else to try and live up to yeah it was right ahead of his time but yeah, I think he's going to be sorely missed. He would have been one of the great minds behind, like, you know, probably like modern day NXT or 
like you know yeah. if, if you went to AEW or what what impact or whatever whatever promotion behind the scenes probably would have been a great mind there so it's kind of like a great loss um Scott passed away but yeah. I guess that's 2022 isn't it you gotta have a few shit I'm moments sorry. in it yeah, it is at some point. Yeah. Uh, any other memories of Scott? Um, other than just the kind of all the stuff like I kind of caught more of him. My memories with him because I was there was only two when he came when he was raised with Moe. So I've watched a lot of his stuff going back. A lot of it was more when I was like probably into wrestling, like when I was mesmerised by it as a kid in um, WCW and the the outsiders yeah. angle and all the stuff that they did there. Um, obviously they came back in the NWO in 2000 and, was it 2002 True, to WWE yeah. and he had the match and he probably still got the greatest sell of a stunner ever when he jumped about 8 feet in the air after he got stunned yeah but everybody says that like, it's always going to be he's always going to be one of the best but he was just he was just someone that he was always excited to see like he was always surprised that he never had a world title probably one of the greatest intercontinental champions ever he's probably going to be in that conversation with someone like the Miz and Jericho in my opinion but Scott's cool. definitely like just for that ladder match that double now, obviously Sean became the guy but like Razor when he has those two belts that like, iconic image it's just that like, I think Scott's remembered more for moments than matches yeah that's probably the best way to describe him he is remembered more for moments the ladder match the, the invasion of WCW right at the beginning I remember when they um they attacked WCW outside when they had one of their outside things and that's when Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio into the side of the RV yeah you can never forget um, that's just mad I don't survive that the, um, the spring break nitro yeah when he ends up when the, the ring's in the water and he ends up getting put in the water by the big show <laughs> or whatever he meant Paul White at the time yeah um, that's probably one of my fondest memories one of the my memories that sticks out I think like people like without Scott you wouldn't have like what we have now like the people jumping to promotion to promotion and keeping their gimmick yeah like like obviously like I suppose speaking about like the Cody stuff or whatever like rumours are he's re-signed and WWE yeah. and he's meant to be back at probably next week I think by all accounts of what's going on with Seth and not having an opponent, opponent or whatever so like, like people like people jumping from promotion to promotion and kind of like keeping their similar gimmick it wouldn't be that that wouldn't be there without Scott and kind of like the pay structure as well. I think yeah. a lot of people are talking about how people got paid and like being on like because obviously you were like a self independent they're still self in, independent contractors but like before it was like back in the day when you just a handshake or like you just have an agreement with somebody and they can shaft you basically from what was shafting people left right and center so yeah kind of like without uh, without the backstage stuff of scott you wouldn't have pro wrestling in the state is now yeah and the guaranteed contracts as well yeah. when he got his guaranteed contract i was watching something yesterday about it so he got his guaranteed contract then kevin nash got his guaranteed contract and then he kind of left WWE in a situation where they need to start doing it and apparently Mark Mero was the first um, WWE wrestler to get a guaranteed contract of dates and payment and that was just after them two got theirs yeah so rest in peace Scott you left yeah, uh, pro wrestling in a better place than it was 100%
100%. Yeah, uh, on to some uh, other stuff. TK uh, buys a Ring of Honor. It was only a matter of time, wasn't it? I think. Like, there was buyers in it, and like, you know, a lot of people were talking about it. It kind of just was an interesting move, I think. Because they've got a show coming up, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. So. It's kind of interesting. I'm really interested in how that show is going to be and what it looks like and how it works out. Because is it still going to be under like the Ring of Honor banner or is it going to be like kind of like AEW banner or are you going to have some crossover? Yeah, I hope it's under Ring of Honor. They've got so many people from the old Ring of Honor, like probably the when it's heyday, that they can drop in. I've got a real feeling that Joe's going to turn up. If Joe turns up, then he's got a... He's got a big score, like a big, a big like you know for WrestleMania weekend. That's a big newsworthy kind of story. Yeah, it is, and it leads on to mm. something that you've we we've got mentioned down. But I think that's going to be something that's like a, that's a big return, especially when they've got CM Punk and other people dotted around. Um, um, they can they can fill out a show. I watched I caught an episode of Dark yesterday, which had Jay Lethal on it. Yeah, and he hasn't. Mr. B at all he's, he's still just as good as ever and he's got um, he's got his TNA music which I found a bit weird or a remixed version of his TNA music but they've got everyone and they're, they're giving him opportunities so hopefully I think it'll I think it'll be a good show and it, it's just it's just there isn't it it's just written for something as a show stealer and I think like you've just said like somebody to grab the headlines in terms of newsworthy I've just got a real feeling that it's going to be Joe. Probably, yeah, because he's kind of like, like when he wasn't signed, he kind of like was about in Ring of Honor, then kind of went to Impact and whatever. So it's an interesting one. Like, I'm just, I'm just interested in how this show plays out. To be fair, under this like new management or whatever. Like, I think TK was pretty, pretty much on the coke when he was fucking announcing it. You can tell. Like, it felt like it was coked out of his brain. Just, uh, the only thing I hope is, like... Because, like I said, I watched Dark yesterday. And I promise you now, there was four matches in five minutes. Yeah, see, I'm not like... A... Like, just squash match, squash match, squash match. I'm, just, I'm hoping there's going to be some sort of storytelling behind it. I hope it's just not, like... Obviously, it's always going to be great matches because they're great wrestlers or workers, but I hope it's not going to be something that they're just trying to... They're just going to try and squeeze a two-hour show out of just for the sake of doing a two-hour show or just for the sake of getting a show out on, yeah, on but like, TV. They've got people like flipping Gresham. And, like, I don't think Gresham is going to be like... You know, I think they're going to have Gresham versus Bandido. So that's kind of so, like, like, the, like the indie darling unification of the belt. Isn't it? Yeah, because Bandido's yeah. been knocking around as a champion for a while before Gresham, so, yeah, so he could I, do this. You can you can get if you can get Bandido on flipping AEW TV, that's it. Game over, man. Like Bandido is one of the best luchadors in fucking ages. That obviously. Yeah, you've got all of AAA tuning in. They're in a situation where they can really start to corner the market, can't they? They really can. I feel like, they do it, not? obviously talk about a lot. We've got a lot of probably AEW to go through, so. Like, obviously, that was one of them. And then, uh, like, the week after that, we had Revolution. Uh, all to all, it was a great show. Like, I'd never be kind of, like, 
disappointed with the like um, AEW pay-per-views. It's kind of like they've got one coming up quite quick as well. Like it's a bit double or nothing. It's kind of like just a six-week yeah. break. Which is, a, which is a bit odd for AEW to have pay-per-views that are kind of close together. But yeah. yeah. He's one I think my top match is uh, the dog kind of match with MJF. Yeah. And uh, obviously Brian and uh, Moxley with um, Regal showing up and uh, signing with AEW is kind of like the biggest like shock, I guess. And obviously yeah, we, they're signed to Swerve as well. We we speculated it for a while on the podcast, didn't we, where Regal should go and that we wanted him to go there. And I think it, it was the perfect time for him to turn up in terms of the match and what he was doing and his approach to things. I think I would agree that Dog Collar match was probably the best. Um, the best the surprise that, is Regal. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, oh, that match is just, yeah, the well, tag match I wasn't very, I wasn't impressed with the the, the ladder match. I was probably a little bit underwhelmed by that. If anything, it was good, like in terms of a match. But again, the storytelling wasn't quite there. I like that Wardlow's obviously he's won that, yeah, that ring, but. Where does he go from there? Is he going to go forward? Are they going to take the belt off Sammy Guevara? Are they going to keep it on him? They took the belt off Sammy on the next the show after. Did they? Yeah. I haven't caught and, uh, Yeah, they gave it to Scorpio. I think Sammy got injured. Oh, uh, that looks bad. I haven't caught up on it. I've caught Dark, but I haven't caught up on the show. So I, I don't watch. Like, I don't watch Dark. I just watch Dynamite and Rampage. So. I was thought they would have pushed into that they've started all the the Wardlow kind of stuff with MJF. So I would have thought they would have put into a a feud. It seems strange to put him in because I would arguably say that a feud with MJF, the way that MJF is now, is worth more to Wardlow than a title run with the TNT title. I think um, like they're going to feud over the TNT thing, the brass ring or whatever it is. Yeah, like the title shot. Like, I haven't really like kind of. I've, Kind of like caught up, but not caught up. Do you know what I mean? Not what like, yeah. shows for me, but kind of like I think that's kind of be like going to be a story going into the pay per view. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be yeah. good. It's just the team. The team. Oh, the new. I don't know who would come out as the winner of that show. The, the way they're building up Wardlow, it has to be Wardlow. But yeah, but MJF can that is take, going to take two losses in a row, which is a yeah, that's what I'm thinking because he's take. <laughs> He's taken a loss to a huge, probably their biggest feud ever in AEW so far. Yeah. So can he then take another loss to a feud to someone that is, no disrespect to Wardlow, but nowhere near the calibre of MJF, yeah. wrestler as Punk? So uh, they're putting, it seems like they've, I think you touched on it a few, probably did touch on it more times, but a few weeks back where the, um, just a lot, the AEW stories don't seem to have like a direction sometimes. They just seem to, but yeah. they just put people together because they want them two people to work together, but they don't look at the the impact as everything else. Yeah, but like I said, now Regal's there. Hopefully, hopefully, like fingers crossed, Regal kind of like sort some shit out behind like behind stage because he's not uh, obviously Christopher Daniels head of talent relations. So I think Regal's going to yeah. be on the booking side, helping with the booking and structure of shows. So hopefully. Kind of like Regal, kind of like streamline some stuff. Yeah. I think that's why they pretty much signed Regal. I know he's got his on on air kind of role or whatever it is, 
but you know I think like now he's not a head of talent relations he's got less pressure so I think he can yeah. help with the way things are booked I still think that I still think they need to start trimming their roster down quickly uh, yeah just I don't know like okay you can sign like certain people like uh, free or whatever but you kind of have to have things for them to do in it now, obviously yeah. we'll get on to like to who they signed now but yeah like one of my other gripes was the use of colour like I think that AEW just uses it like, too much yeah anyway. I, I would agree like it's they bleed for the sake of bleeding in certain matches that yeah. it's almost like to, to add impact whereas probably less is more I know WWE don't use it at all anymore unless it's yeah, hard way or rare yeah. occasion but it does seem in AW like every single match like obviously um, Brian Danielson and John Moxley had colour and then Punk um, and MJF had colour and then you kind of yeah. like only one of them should have really had colour because the Punk and MJF you'd started off with colour yeah oh. and like, then, what, I mean, what I mean by colour is like bleeding basically yeah and like then Big Bacon and Thunder Rosa to bleed every single match that they have against each other yeah, so it kind of it's not it's not really a shock anymore when it happens, and I suppose I always think that colour should be. Yeah, you kind of need to streamline it out, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. And I'll stream like who who's allowed to use colour and when. Yeah, yeah, and what matches? Maybe save it for high profile matches rather than just kind of dropping it in every other match or yeah, for just for the, the normal matches. Because then you kind of just get like, dull. I guess dull. It's like. You're not feeling anything. There's no emotion behind it. You know, it's just another part of the show, and you don't want color to be that. You want color to be like the shock and like, you know, kind of like um, add an extra element to the match, where yeah. fans get more emotionally invested. Like I think Reigns and Brock are gonna have color. Yeah. It's just when the color's gonna occur. But if a color in that match will be spoken about for weeks afterwards whereas there's barely any mention of colour in the MJF match afterwards because it's just it's so used to it so it happens every single time yeah that's the issue for me it's like I think like like one of my other notes is like I think it's becoming too much of a shock and surprise promotion like like you need like don't get me wrong like shocks and surprises are all great and you know it's like kind of like but then it's like too much now it's like every other kind of like matches like all oh, pay-per-view or whatever they're kind of like trying to outdo it and then like eventually there's like that's not going to happen you're going to have to rely on like the wrestling and storytelling instead of like all these shock moments yeah it's become a little bit overkill when they brought out Punk and Cole in the same one or that, was it Cole and Brian that came out in the same time it was Cole Brian yeah Cole and, and Punk Brian, was the yeah. About two weeks before or something like that. Like you, you know, struggling because they've got nobody left that they can bring in that will make that kind of impact. And even if they did, because it so happens, like he was, I'm now looking at um, all out as a double or nothing. Sorry, who's going to turn up? We almost yeah, talk see, about you don't want that, though, do you? Like, because I yeah, don't you... think anybody's going to turn up. To be fair, unless it's in yeah, like... the Ring of Honor, lot. 
like who's a free agent or who's going to be we're looking at that and they'll probably talk about it in the podcast I think we've done it before like speculating who's going to turn up I know we've doing it with Regal for a while and it shouldn't be like so if someone came into WWE now you'd be shocked you'd be genuinely shocked you think oh they didn't really see that coming but yeah, you're kind of waiting that. at the shows now thinking oh when they're going to turn up yeah it's like the Hong Kong you think and it is like when's he turning up or like is he going to turn up next week or is he going to turn up at Mania or whatever and this and that yeah like uh, like I saw the Jeff Hardy thing obviously he was a bit of an idiot saying I'm going to join AEW and then kind of like retracting his statement and then kind of fucking turns up to save Matt that was a bit of a yeah bit of a dumb one but you know as long as he stays sober and whatever then I guess he should be alright like you know like it's kind of at, like at the tail end of his career like I suppose he can have some good matches with like Derby and like Derby is the one I'm circling because like obviously Derby's biggest influence is you can tell Austin and Jeff so yeah definitely kind of like, you could even put him in that state but I think definitely being with he, being with Matt is the safest place for him to be at the moment in terms of because he's he's fought his demons he's come back he's bounced backwards and forwards I think being with Matt now he's coming to the end of his career where he probably can't do as much as he wants he's a great show he's a great situation to be in where he's like he's, you're going to get a couple of good matches out of him there's great tag teams in there that will be able to carry them both through a match because they are at the tail end of their career obviously the young bucks will be able to get a yeah a that, that was the one I was circling yeah like because obviously they had a great match at Ring of Honor before they kind of came back to WWE and so that, yeah. that's, that's the main one I'm circling Bucks versus uh, or Red Dragon versus um, Matt and Jeff would be a good one as well so I'm hoping the tag team match actually just doubling back to Revolution the tag team match with Red Dragon was really good yeah I think, I think the tag team like matches and division is probably the best in pro wrestling just oh, across the board it's just getting a little bit too yeah. saturated at the moment because they've got like four or five tag teams I suppose they got four or five champions that could all be world champion, but they've got four or five tag teams that um, probably should be in and around that category. But yeah. I like the fact that they're sticking with uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was an interesting move, actually. Like, and I thought it was interesting they stuck with Hangman as well, instead of giving oh. it to Cole, unless they're waiting for Kenny to come back. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know why. Like, a lot of people say, I just don't buy into Hangman on page. I just don't. I just don't enjoys matches I don't really think he's all that great in terms of promos and stuff he's got a great character but I've just never been ever been able to buy into him even when he first started in AEW and he was kind of he came out as the the Joker in the first Battle Royale I was just like he didn't really yeah, do much for it's like I don't know like there's different opinions and yeah I suppose people like him in the state so I don't, like, I don't know what the chatter is online but like he's a good worker don't get me wrong like He's like a solid worker. I'm like happy that he's world champion, but obviously he hasn't been. Um, let's just put in main event caliber, and it. Yeah, he's uh, been a bit of a. He's been, he almost he almost feels like a transitional champion that's overstayed his welcome. Yeah, and he's just waiting for somebody to, big person to come back, probably like Omega, and and run it back. Yeah. So, I suppose like he's been out of the limelight for a long time, so. Don't know what the crack is then. But probably obviously sorting out the partnership we'll get onto in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah like everybody's been raving on about the cage match between Britain and Thunder Rosa, saying like a match of the year contender. So I got I got to give a shout out to the new women's belt though. It looks like, proper sick. 
Oh, loads better. That, loads that, better is like a, that is like a proper championship title belt. It's, it's on par with the men's title, and that's exactly how it should be, because both the titles should be equal in terms of like stature and stuff. And I think they look great. It looks it looks like they've put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, I completely agree. I think it, it's a great, it is a great championship. And I do also agree that it, it probably will be close to a match of the year contender between the both of them as well. I think in terms of trilogy of matches, yeah. you're not going to get many better from the females division or the women's division of any promotion that I can think of. Yeah, because this is their like trilogy, and it. But like, I thought it was a bit odd that you would uh, kind of like blow the like blow the title like, switch on TV. Yeah, you know, instead of doing it at the pay per view, where it would have been more impact on the pay per view, but. Like I said, like hopefully kind of Regal kind of sorts it out as long as it was a great match, I suppose. But that's the key point, I guess. Yeah, and I have seen that she's uh, Thunder Rosa's called out Brock Lesnar. I think that like apparently he's, he said something about um, her culture. I think he said, um, and she's kicked off about that. I've not seen the uh, the comment. For Brock Lesnar said what? He said something about um, Thunder Rosa's culture. Right, like the Mexican culture. Yeah, and then um, she's made comments about it as well. But I'm, I literally seen it on a, um, on a news thing before we joined into the podcast. I haven't had a chance to catch oh, up on it yet. So. Uh, apparently, she's not happy with him. Yeah, uh, like, you know, I guess like I don't know, like like Brock worked with Eddie and things like that. So I don't know why he's kind of like. Maybe he's just like kind of fucking about, like, don't yeah, know, like Brock at the moment, and it kind of like baby face, kind of like heelish baby yeah. face, and it's so. One of them, so but why would, you, why would you want to kick off with Thunder Rosa, though, of all people? Like, and, uh, to say something, it, uh, it's something I've just had a quick look now. Apparently, it's um, something about a skit that he did before. Oh, he's yeah. going back to Ed, uh, oh, it's been Brock Lesnar was making fun of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, apparently yeah. she's not happy about that, which is weird because it's what would have been like fifteen years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago, yeah. And why are you picking up something from fifteen years ago? Each their own, I suppose. She needs to, it's not like she needs to get herself in the headlines because she's already in every headline you can imagine because she's women's champion and she's had great match after great match. Yeah, like who's gonna bloody cancel Brock Lesnar now? Nobody. <laughs> You know what I mean? She, <laughs> fair play to her though, because she, she's gonna she's going big or going home, isn't she? She's gonna go after the, probably the most untouchable wrestler in pro wrestling at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and if there was a real if there was a real problem, Vicky would have fucking sort of said something about it. Yeah, she got a loud enough mouth. I know that much. Which definitely would have made some sort yeah, of comment. She would have said something backstage as well. If, like if Eddie wasn't comfortable with it, and wouldn't have done it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. as harsh it sounds, it's different times compared to then, compared to now. Yeah, you kind of have to look back at kind of like the way the timestamp was in it. Like, yeah. there was like fucking racist language in TV shows like 50 years ago. You know, maybe 40 years ago, people saying the N word and the P word and yeah. like, things like that in TV shows. And it was kind of like blase and racial stereotypes. So you kind of like. You kind of have to look back, like, you can't just say, pick something up from 15 years ago and be like, oh, we don't like that, you can't, we can't like you now because of that. Yeah. Because it's like, you have to look at this context of where it came from and what time it was in. 
Yeah, and what it did, like you said, if if it was anyone was uncomfortable, Vicky and Eddie aren't exactly going to be the quietest people in the locker room, from what you hear. So, no, of course, and Eddie wouldn't have done it. Was, I don't think Eddie would have been pressured to like flipping do it. Yeah, was he not? Was that that caliber at that time? Like world champion, obviously, and had like a lot of saying what he was doing. I mean, and obviously, fucking. If there was a problem, there shouldn't have been a problem with the Ray and the flipping Eddie Guerrero thing with having custody of somebody's kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that I mean that play out on TV is a bit of a fucking shit show. And now Dominic's here, NXT, matches less than right. No blonde there as well, which I found weird because he's only really young in the thing, but yeah. Like bleached hair. Yeah, bleached man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't know what happened there either because it's definitely too much over there, bleach. But uh, yeah, more good. Yeah, and um, AEW obviously partnered with uh, DDT uh, over the weekend. I kind of mentioned it. Um, Toki Josio Pro, which is like the female wrestling division. Um, it's bound to happen because obviously, like Kenny came from DDT and. Nakazawa and kind of like it's like their home base and it's, you're probably going to see a few different people over there from DDT obviously I know Chris Brooks is working there at the moment so yeah. I think that would be pretty interesting if we can get into the US uh, and like some people from Tokyo Joshua already went there like Sheila and um, the karaoke girl I forgot her name but she was pretty sick um, yeah so it would be pretty interesting to kind of like, I don't know how that affects the New Japan kind of side of it because I think they're pretty much said it's... I don't know if they said it's okay or whatever. So yeah. I think they said the partnership is still there. So I think just AEW is kind of like the new NWA or WCW just kind of working with everybody that they can. Yeah, getting but, involved with every bit of thing. And it, it's clever to do it because there's, there's talent everywhere at the moment. Like before if you go back all them years ago you was looking at yeah WWE in America you had New Japan in Japan and that was pretty much it but there's there's massive promotions everywhere now and if they're going to keep opening the forbidden door and keep joining in with these companies all they're doing is just getting ahead of the WWE WWE haven't really reached out to anyone have they no I only had that little impact thing and that was about it with Mickey and kind of like decided to stay in their own lane which is I suppose AEW is probably doing the right thing, I guess. Just kind of yeah, like getting talent nice. from everywhere and kind of having it like, work for them, I guess. I think. You know. I had a look at the... Um, just touching on that as well. I sent a message. It was WWE audiences for Raw have experienced a small spike in the build-up to WrestleMania. But when you look at the small spike, that spike is taking it to a level which is below last year's level when it was just kind of knocking around as normal so it shows how much they've dropped off recently in terms of just viewership in general yeah I heard there's like not much ticket sales for Mania and kind of like that's a bit scary to be fair bro I know Covid's yeah. still going on or whatever but bro they ain't, if they ain't filling out two nights worth of stadiums with the amount of flipping people they want to push in there and there's no really tickets or whatever and they're dragging out Stone Cold and things like that you know things are getting a bit fucking Touchy yeah. man, and losing somebody like Brody Cesaro was a flipping crazy one, Jimmy. Oh, ridiculous! Is another one straight into straight into uh, um, the Ring of Honor show. I can't remember what his tag team was, but that was one of my favorite matches from our um, Ring of Honor. 
I mean, probably, he might be a big one to see um, the Wrestle like the WrestleCon weekend. He might be about like I think like GCW has become like the like the Ring of Honor of like this modern age, I guess. That's a good point actually, because a lot of people seem to be turning up in GCW recently. Yeah, so I think you might see me GCW or might you might catch him at that Ring of Honor show, you know. If he ain't Joe, he's probably he's probably Cesaro. Yeah, I think you know we went we're going back to what you said about. AEW just kind of signing everyone and being a little bit bloated. When you start reading off the names of the people that have signed up, it's almost in a situation they can't not sign the people that have turned up. And we were all pushing for Cesaro. I had Cesaro to win the Royal Rumble this year. I had Cesaro going, like, having a really big year this year. My thought and on the Rumble this year, obviously, we'll get onto it later. What happened with Big E? Probably Big E or, uh, I mean, uh, Big E or Cody. One of the yeah. Two. I think it just it just it seems strange. It just seems so so strange that um that they've called they've called called the on him. It's just he's just one of them workers that you just wanna see. Just do yeah. well. You know what I mean? He was, like, anywhere he goes, anywhere Cesaro goes, I'll I'll be watching like weekly if he turns up like somewhere because you know he's always gonna put on a banger. Yeah. I think he's been done by the fact that he just he was just crying out for a manager. I think he was just crying out for a mouthpiece and a manager um, yeah. that could have just taken him to that next level. And unfortunately, Heyman was with Lesnar and Reigns like rightly show because he's the, probably the best to ever do it. And there wasn't anyone else to link him with that could have just kept him in and around in terms of... I know like you look at Nakamura's got Rick Boogs, who's not really a manager, but he's someone there. He just, he just needed a manager, in my opinion. He needed somebody that would have just did the talking for him, like an MVP with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I suppose now. Now he's like obviously a free agent back on the Indies. I don't think he needs that because his match quality is just something else. Yeah, actually. And I do yeah. like the fact that AEW do seem to give a lot of wrestlers, managers, or a lot of people that kind of person. I'm probably circling for double or nothing, to be fair. Yeah, it's good. is the buying in double or nothing, or is it all out where the buying is the battle that, royale? That's like all out, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is a circle for something like double or nothing. Definitely Just turning up or doing something or whatever. Yeah. I know he's been friends with Mox and Bucks and things like that, so like, like he's he's tight with them, and we all know like like AEW's like with like people who like been friends with obviously the EP, EVPs or whatever kind of get a job and whatever so circle in for double or nothing or the ring of honor show yeah in versus Joe main event there you go yeah semi main probably drop or something like that like or or the comes in as a surprise match yeah like like on the day or something yeah Dolph was a surprise winning the NXT championship that was quite quite surprising you know it's a weird one I don't know why they made Braun Breaker a transitional champion. I know, yeah, just like, again, I'm not happy for Dolph now he's like, got another world championship under his belt. And kind of like, but it's kind of like, it seems like at the show that they're going to have on Saturday afternoon, is it? Yeah. The stand and deliver is probably going to be Dolph and Thingy, isn't it? For the title. Because obviously, I think he had the match with Rude today to kind of like set up the. Angle between him and the thingy, and it to, to for the title that I stand and deliver. So, 
Dolph is a transitional true. champion or is Braun grooming, grooming Braun to go to the main roster after like um, Mania we heard that's, that's, what, that's what I'm worried about is whether they're, they're going to push him up too quick too much yeah like I'm just looking at the stand and deliver show now and it's like so what's your I idea I know they've got a ladder match and things like that obviously we'll go through it next week just like on kind of like what, what we were saying it's kind of interesting to think that like where like where's it going is Dolph staying the champion or is like Braun kind of like like gonna take the title back because I don't know like I say I'm happy for Dolph that he's got a world title and he's kind of like like back in the spotlight in the next year like so yeah that's the just only thing I'm confused about just looking at it now looking at the matches so we'll just kind of run through the matches it's the fatal five way ladder match yeah there's Champa versus Tony D'Angelo singles match yeah there's the fatal four way for the women's title mm-hmm. um, there's the triple threat tag team match it's a singles title match yeah. which is up the Ziggler versus Ron Breaker and there's a single match of LA Knight versus Gunther yeah so the competitors for the, the five way match is Kameno Hayes Santos Escobar Grayson Waller Solo Sokoa and and then either Cameron Grimes, Aiken, or Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. But Walters on the poster. Like Mandy Rose is in the middle, but Walters two to the right, and he's the only person on the poster that isn't in any of the matches. So I'm a bit confused by that, unless he's got injured and I've not heard about it. You said Gunther just now, didn't you? Oh yeah, he is. That's Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> ignore me. That's how. Bad, that name changes. I mean, talking about renaming people, we'll probably speak about it in a minute, but yeah, you kind of like got, got a bit lost there, bro. Yeah, I did, man. I completely forgot that they're calling him. That's how bad that name changes. I know, yeah. That they've called him good for not water. I apologize, podcast. I've completely <laughs> gone off a tangent then for no reason. Yeah, I'm that was a bit odd, bro. <laughs> to be honest, I was thinking, like, don't you remember what the hell happened? I completely forgot. I remember us talking about it as well. You I thought that for some reason. That, bro. Yeah, for some reason, I thought they changed his name back. Nah, I, I think they, I think they changed it back for one week and then flipped it back again. Then, oh, that'll be war. Yeah, I think so. I think that was like the thing of it, but like I'm just like I'm just like fucking like we'll talk about name changes in a minute. I guess I guess we should get onto it anyway. So like Pete Dunne just now known as Butch. Like, it's like what the fuck, man. He's really thinking Gunther was the worst one. Butch, it's awful. Absolutely awful. They've murdered him before he's even started. The worst thing is, for me, it's like... You're doing all this crossover with, like, main roster talents. Why are you coming up and renaming people? Like, are you not, like, thinking people are not watching the show or whatever? Or yeah. watching NXT? Because you bring you brought AJ down there, you brought Dolph down there now. Like, it's like... Well, why are you coming up and renaming people for? Like, they forget that, like you've just said, people watch wrestling from everyone in the UK know Walter as Walter, they know Pete Dunn as Pete Dunn. So they've, they've followed these careers. These aren't people that you're just dropping in. They, it's almost if people, they treat you as if WWE is their only brand and no one ever watches indies or ever watches any sort of wrestling. It's like, they've got progress all over the WWE network. Pete Dunn and Walter or Gunther now they're literally they're all over the network as them two people so why would you change the name 
I just don't know what the fuck sketch was there. It's just. Uh, like, I gotta get, like, you know, I gotta give respect to Pete because you know, obviously he's got a family to feed and he's got kids in it. Like, you know, you got a kid to feed, you got your wife and stuff and whatever. Like, I suppose you're gonna take the money, eh? Yeah, you're gonna do what? Yeah. I'm surprised he never really had a title run in NXT or he was, he had a couple of, like, he, he had the, like, the main, or... like, he had the NXT UK title. Yeah, and had, like a, a major run with that. I kind of like in NXT he didn't really have like a major title. Yeah, the tag title was a riddle. I kind of that like, that went to shit because Riddle got injured and then kind of like kind of drifted off in it a bit. Yeah. It's a great just worker. Like... I just hope he gets a, obviously Butcher is fucking the best name in the world. I just hope he gets a like a good shot. Yeah, they're not making a world champion called Butch. I refuse to accept it. They're never calling anyone Butch. Yeah, I refuse to expect them to have a world champion named Gunther. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. You imagine that WrestleMania headline in it, Gunther versus Butch. People would turn off. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Man? So I wouldn't be tuning in to watch it. I know that much. I think it's like what you were saying. It's like, you can't... Don't treat wrestling... Like, don't treat us like... Obviously, we're suspending like, disbelief or whatever. Because we all know how the business works. But don't treat us like we're fucking kids and we're like completely stupid. Like we don't know who the fuck people are. Yeah, just give them the name. Because what they're going to do, they're going to have like a another thing off like six months, 12 months, two years where they have to have another one of these. Oh, I'm going back to who I used to be. My name's not Butch or I'm Pete Dunn. Because it's just, it's just going to be, he's going to be pointless. He's not going anywhere called Butch. I refuse to accept you. Like he said, he's got a mouse to feed, he's got like a wife and he's got kids, so fair enough, like of course he's going to go with the money, but I refuse to accept that WWE creative from like a multi-billion dollar company can be that poor. Yeah, he's getting poor with the renaming, man, he's just getting so poor, it's unbelievable like how poor he is, man. Sometimes it feels like he's not even worth watching. No, it's not. To take the time out to watch it. and pieces of it, but... It's not, it's not sometimes not even worth your time. No, like, like, when I read about that, like when James put in the group chat, I was just like, fuck this, man. I was like, what are they doing? It's just disheartens you as a fan as well, I think. Yeah, it does, and it's synonymous. I know we were laughing about the fact that I've gone off on a tangent about Walter and Gunther a minute ago, but that's how synonymous <laughs> the name that, Yeah, that, is that's how bad it is, isn't it? Like, if you don't yeah, remember like... a name change, that's how bad it is. That's how, it just goes to show how bad it is. Yeah, and like, we did like 10 minutes on a previous podcast episode about it and it still didn't click on my brain at any point. Yeah, like my memory is like pretty shit after COVID and I'm like still like, still butch just fucking like, and gun things like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. I ain't no ones. <laughs> but yeah, like onto like uh, unfortunate injuries. I mean, that biggie neck break was fucking brutal man yeah awful just, just looking at read... the spot it was just sorry it was just the way he landed was just you're like oh fuck couldn't kill yeah. him man at least paralyzed him and that's what that's what I read about it apparently they reckon that the only reason he hasn't had worse damage than what he's got is because he's so strong because he's so muscular it gave him a little bit of more support than the average person. But yeah. I said if he wasn't in that, he wasn't built and he wasn't in that shape, he really could have been like a career over and done in a matter of moments. Like, how much bad luck does that guy fucking have, man? Like, this year, 
thing loses the title to Brock, breaks his neck, and he's still like out there, like just positive, like yeah, I'm gonna get. I just hope when he comes back, he just gets the run he deserves, man. Yeah, it's in one of the. I can't remember what the woman's name is. The one that does the interviews backstage, but she said that like the first thing that he said, he was like, he was making sure that the show was all right, rather than caring about himself. He was more worried about whether he'd ruin the show or not, which just shows how the kind of person he is. But I just hope, I really hope that he can wrestle again. I really hope it's not going to be something that's going to be long-standing, like what happened with Edge, and it's going to be something that just kind of progressively gets worse or never gets better. And he ends up having to retire. I think uh, he's still only young. I think now a lot of people have come back from <coughs> neck injuries. Like a lot of things have changed. Like of Champa mm. had his neck injury. They thought he was never gonna come back. Comes back like freaking guns blazing. Like I don't know, I don't like his new music, but I suppose that's like that's another gripe with me. WWE like the new themes are just fucking terrible. Like, the most yeah. awful things ever. Just like, I don't no. know what they're doing with their theme tunes. Yeah, I agree. And it just goes back to creative. Like, the name change is awful. Um, I still don't like the aesthetics of NXT 2.0. I understand why it needed to be done, but I just don't like the aesthetics of it. Like, mm. even the namings, like like the names of main events, the like the music changes, the just everything just seems to be so unthought of. Is I don't even know if that's the right word, but... It just, it just, there doesn't seem to be any passion behind it. it. Doesn't seem to be anything that's going to draw you in. It's not something that you're going to look at and run out. Like we spoke about Cameron Grimes, how good his theme tune was, and that's probably the last decent one that's came out. In yeah, but they're going to—they're probably going to change that as well because it's got Regal's name in it. So that's probably yeah, going to get changed. So, so that's another one that's off the list, bro. It's getting worse. I'm gonna have to watch WWE on mute. <laughs> Biggie, like like I said, I just I hope he just like if he comes back before Rumble time, I hope he comes back and just fucking just mashes through everybody and just like if he wins it, just like comes in at like saying number one and just fucking runs the table, man, just chucks everybody out and like gets in like a moment with like a big superstar, maybe Brock or Reigns or something, and chucks them out and just something. something. Yeah, perfectly set up for a number 30 return. Yeah, probably, yeah. Like, I heard Bianca got injured as well. I'm not sure what the injury was, but... Yeah. Heard she's I'm... out, like, of the Mania main event. Is that true? Um, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> what the fucking cobbled together? Yeah, it's funny thing, so... Yeah, yeah, so out scheduled to challenge thing... Following the attack at the hands of champion March 13th, I suffered a fractured hyoid bone, hyoid bone, hyoid bone, whatever that is in her throat, and will be out indefinitely. But then didn't Becky, uh, didn't Becky Lynch have something wrong with her for it as well? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know if it's a dance so what, kayfabe. Yeah, so I wonder if it is, but apparently she's going to be out for it. She's going to be out for the foreseeable, according to Wrestle Talk. Um, but I hope it's not because Becky Lynch had an injury with her throat they're going to do an angle to say that Bianca Belair's had an injury for her for it but by the looks of it it does genuinely look like she's going to be injured for a little bit of time so I had does that go who do we cobble together for Becky you know like you think Lita's like ring up Lita open challenge yeah bring her up but we'll see hopefully it's just an angle Wrestle Talk seems to think it's not but 
hopefully hopefully it's something that's just kind of uh gets through but I, I, like I said I think I, I was very vocal about it before I don't think she should have won um, the Eliminating Chamber anyway yeah I guess so it's just like... partly because Liv Morgan was looking fantastic but other than that <laughs> I still think that Liv Morgan should have won anyway yeah like they kind of cobble that like, Liv and Ripley together and it's like I can't believe I can't believe I've overlooked it Bash the perfect replacement what to Lena Oh fucking! <laughs> Bring her in. Imagine that, like Tamina's just been in the twenty four seven thing, and then this week probably fucking beats up Becky. The need, the need, someone. Nobody's meaner than Tamina. You know what? You, you're probably right. You know, if I watch Raw you. on Monday and it's like Tamina. Tamina trying. The fucking tap the shoulder and Tamina, right? You're gonna have a good match with fucking. I'm going to create a picture I'm going to put her face on Thomas the Tank Engine and that's what it's going to be the Tamina trying because I'm here for you now I get memed if shit. <laughs> that's what I'm doing the Tamina try. I, can't, I can't believe we've spoke all this time and we overlooked the fact that Tamina's going to be I know yeah because you just barely banger. see her and you're like you're just fucking about him, like the 24-7 thing and you're like give Tamina a shot man fucking hell how yeah, much time has she been there shame, for yeah. man yeah, it's such a shame that she's on the finger. You know, just give her like now if if Bianca is out, Tamina would be the right replacement. Because then yeah, you kind of like like Tamina's got to turn baby face. I mean, as much as I love her, she should be nowhere near the main event. But I'd li- I like to join. Yeah, well, she's it's not meant to be near the main event, but like fucking just give her this one. Yeah, give her an opportunity. Give her something. How many years she'd been loyal, man? She couldn't have been anywhere else, bro. And she just I'd, I'd stopped take anything. Go full circle. Put in a match against Undertaker. <laughs> oh, you fought the family. You fought her dad, mate. You fought her as well. Just anything at WrestleMania. I just wanted to have WrestleMania moment. Yeah. What do you think about the Hall of Fame inductions? Like, we got Vader finally in. Like, Vader deserved to be in from fucking long time ago. Yeah, and he did. Uh, you got a Queen Charmel. So far, that's what I think so far. And there's somebody else we've mentioned. Queen Charmel. Doesn't really do anything, did she? I think, I think Queen Charmel is a bit of a token one, but. Yeah, probably, I'd agree. Probably Vader Booker definitely. T. And Vader's definitely had to go in, like. like Vader's like, like, you know, just Vader, and it was the man. Like, just... it, should, it should have been a long time ago it's, all, it's, it's going to be over anyone that gets put in this one's going to be overshadowed by them the take really aren't they yeah of course yeah so uh, it's one of them it's I all going to be about him the Miz I think is deserving if he is going in mm. um, depends what I they're doing after work. the thing isn't it? Like the... it just seems strange though that he's going to because I can't think of another active wrestler that has been put in the Hall of Fame I mean I don't think no one's active on that I mean, where he's still active, like that's a that's a that's a big step for him because they they could have done it with God knows of the Brock. They could have done it with obviously Stone Cold, mm-hmm. Triple H. Is Triple H in there on his own, or is he in there no, with DX? DX, I think. So he's going to go in at some point on his yeah, own on his as well. Own, yeah. To be a to be a two time person. Yeah. If Scott was uh, a two time person, he in with the NWR yeah, and with Razor, and it, I think. I know they can't nearly remove people from the Hall of Fame, but when you look at the actual list of Hall of Fame, there's some absolute 
sham as in there. Yeah, but really like, like you need to put China in there. Come on, man. So yeah, sort like your shit out, man. I know. Okay, she went and did some nefarious things, but bro, if you could put Scott Horn in there and yeah, X Pac, exactly. the X Pac was part of the porno. I mean, fucking <laughs> yeah, come on, man. It was in the first one. You can put X back in there. They've got just Vince needs to swallow his pride, and I think unfortunately she's not going to get an induction until Vince dies. He needs to swallow his pride, but if they put X back in, because X back was in the porno, it takes two to make a porno. It doesn't take two to make a porno, you know, yeah, but still, but... you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it takes it takes two to make a decent one. Yeah, yeah, even du- though... bro, that's double standards, that is. Yeah, it is. That's what not I don't that like. Like, not just... that I've watched it, but it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Oh, no, but I don't know. Again, I don't know about it. All I know is him and her. Oh, That's mate, all I'm trying. gonna say. Again, uh, never seen it, but he was absolutely horrendous. So, but at the end of the day, it takes two people, and it's not one person. Yeah, but, you know, you can't have double standards like that, and then put him in, and then not put China in. Simply put, they can't did. put Queen Charmelle in if they're not going to put her in. Not like nothing, because like obviously the the background is completely different. But in terms, of if you're just looking at impact in the wrestling world, not outside into like impact anywhere. Yeah, of course. Yeah. was part of DX, which is their biggest faction that they've ever had. It yeah. was she was part of the Attitude Era. She was an Intercontinental Champion a couple of times. She was, she was in the Royal Rumble. Champion. Yeah, she was in the Royal Rumble as well. She was like she was with AD. Really, yeah, she was literally. Mm-hmm. She's probably the most well-known female wrestler in WWE. She got to be at least top five. You probably say Trish Stratus and Lita are going to be. Yes, China, Trish Stratus, Lita, Charlotte. Becky. Yeah, and then probably Becky. That's the top five uh, Rushmore of like, women's wrestlers. You probably could throw Sasha in there probably as number six. As a worker. Know, not a character, just a worker. Yeah, she, she revolutionised the fact that like, not that she was a big woman because she was just muscular, but like, you don't have to be these, like, you have to be a swimwear model to, yeah. to, to be a good female wrestler and she's opened that door for so many wrestlers and to be so influential. Yeah, I'm not putting her in. It's so much double standard. It's just, it's just become a, like it's become a running joke now. Yeah, I think it's just. A, yeah. I think it is literally just Vince's favourites. I don't. I think there's nothing else to it. There's no vote. Cause you put it to a vote. I reckon she would have been in there. Fucking, you put it to a vote, bro. She would have been in there when she passed. Yeah. Like she okay, she, she passed. Like she had her own demons and whatever. You know, we all know that, but still. No, she's one of the most influential like, w- like women's wrestlers of all time especially in that early 90s 2000s era yeah because you know. what, what did she actually get she got a little bit of a mention and a picture on the screen when they was talking about DX and that was it if I can remember correctly yeah but, uh, which no, it certainly no, wasn't like a main feature of it yeah there's no DX without a China no there's no there really isn't yeah. and it's just it's such a shame like every year like, you feel like it's going to be her time. You know, she deserves to be in, you know. They talk about the women's revolution and fucking bringing Ronda in and all these, like, you know, supposedly badass women. She was the first badass women, yeah, uh, woman in pro wrestling. I want to say now, Ronda will be in the Hall of Fame before China. Yeah, it's like, for me, it's like Alundra Blaze. Like, you're talking about, like, legit, like, badasses. Alundra and China. And then Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon was just a nutcase, wasn't she? She was a nutcase, but she was fucking hard as fuck, man. Yeah, she was. I wanted to mess with her, bro. She fucking beat the fuck out of Stevie Richards, bro. 
people forget she was in the first intergender match. People are talking about all these intergender matches now. Luna Vachon was the first one. Yeah, you know, she was a bit nuts, all, but you don't have that, especially in that industry, bro. If you're not nuts, I don't know how you fucking do it. Yeah, you've got, to, especially with it being so hostile in the late 90s, early 2000s for women wrestlers. Yeah. And when she was knocking around in the mid 90s to late 90s, to make a name for yourself. Like certainly when you're coming up against Sable who was probably the most well known at that time and you're you're kind of you your measuring stick with Sable yeah, so she came up the hard way as well yeah she did she a lot of all the... these beautiful women like and not just mate... Spencer Luna but she wasn't the she wasn't a Victoria's Secret model no but she was like she was just, she... just nuts on which was, like, that nuts on was legit that was the problem yeah she did it and that's all that matters she was she did it yeah, I think she's one that needs to go in as well. Yeah. I hope she's in there soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, do you want to touch on the Edge and AJ thing? It's like, it just feels off. I don't know about you, it just feels weird, man. <laughs> you know what it feels to me? It just, it feels like they haven't really thought it through. They've just seen that Edge hasn't got a program. AJ hasn't got a program. And they're bonding and they're together. Thought, we've, we've got to get them together. Like, granted, it's going to be an unbelievable match. It's going to be something that is... It is going to be one of the... It's going to be a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, it's going to be but, a standout thing. But then, like, why are you turning Edge... I know Edge has been healed a lot more at WrestleMania than he has been the face. But it's just the odd, oddness of it all. Just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It just feels like... He's got this purple lighting and he's like... Just you got you turn heel from like you're big, you're the big, like one of the biggest faces in January, and then you just go turn heel, yeah. You know, it's just, just like just like you said, just don't think it hasn't been thought through. It's like no, you, no, you no, could have just... had just normal Edge versus AJ, nobody needs to be a heel or a face, and just could have been a good wrestling match, yeah. Just, just like, like, like a, a match out of respect, they yeah. have to always have a heel and a, and a face. Makes sense. They could, if they wanted to go heel and face. They've got two characters that they could have built this up over four or five months and made it a huge, huge match. But it yeah. just now just feel like every other match that people are going to be excited for because of the characters and the people that are in it. But nothing else behind it. Like, I'm not going to be sitting there thinking, oh, this story is going to be unbelievable. Because it's not, there's no story behind it. It's going to be a great match because they're, I still think AJ is, for me, probably best three, best five works in the world. Edge is always going to be one of the best storytellers. So they're going to have a great match. But there's just no substance to it. There's no reason for you to kind of stop what you're doing to watch it and then watch it again. You're probably going to watch it once and think, yeah, it was a good match, and then just wait for the next one to come on. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Just, like, just, I don't know, it just feels like a big fuck you to like, the yeah. fans. I think. I, don't, don't get me wrong, I think it'll be like one of the... It'll be one of the top matches at Mania. It'll probably be a semi or like just before the semi on Saturday I think or something yeah you know, but they've already, they've already like, disclosed what the main event is for the Saturday haven't they yeah the main what's the main event for Saturday Charlotte Ronda no apparently it's going to be the the KO show with Steve Austin oh yeah yeah there's going to be a match underneath that though. yeah like I, I don't see Stone Cold having a match even if he does yeah. then it'd be fucking mental but I don't think like, so either but 
I think it'd be like a stunner and like poor beyond yeah, so yeah. You know I, mean? think, I think Charlotte and Ronda will open the first night. It's probably we'll, go, we'll go through it like next week, but like yeah, I suppose my closing thoughts on the AJ thing is like you kind of like turn something great into something shit. Yeah, they have. You they know. really have. Like, how can you turn almost impossible to ruin? Yeah, how can you like make make that like shitter than shit? It's like what the fuck, man. Do you feel that because of the reaction that Edge got when he had his brood entrance? Do you think they've tried to capitalize on that? Yeah, really I think so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I was watching like the Raw before last week, and he kind of feels that way. But he's not a brood Edge anymore. It's like yeah like you don't need brood age you don't need it like you you didn't need to have a heel or a face in that match and like aj to me is not really a heel he's not really a face yeah he's just like you know the worker's worker and you know he's like the Shawn michaels of his age and yeah you know, probably the best way to describe him you know like obviously if it's in um yeah like, i feel like he's the Shawn michaels of his age man so of his era anyway it's just a bit it just feels a bit just like you feel a bit shit on I guess yeah that's just my opinion anyway anticlimactic yeah bit of wank (laughs) but I suppose that's all of WWE right now and it's a bit of wank (laughs) you're not half wrong so yeah Uh, but yeah I suppose um, going into um New, uh, some New Japan Cup uh, the finals of this weekend uh, I'm kind of I'm catching up on it at the moment but obviously one of the standouts was Despia and Okada kind of like if you haven't seen that match that's probably one of the standouts to watch uh, yeah and they're having the semis on Saturday and the finals on Sunday I think I'm just going to pull up yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. What, it, what the semi finals are. So, New Japan Cup semi finals. They're running Nitro and Okada again, which is like the weirdest kind of thing to run that back. And you got a Zack and Chingo as well. Kind of like, that's kind of interesting. Like, I see Zack versus Nitro in the final, you know. Zach versus Naito. I think. I think. Um, I don't see. I don't see a card because a card is a champion. He can't go through to the final. It's, yeah, they can't just keep putting him in final matches yeah. all the time. You know, they've got to at some point call him a day. Yeah, or like if you, if you're really gonna shock people, you're gonna go Shingo Naito because that's like an interfactional match. That's not a bad yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Naito in the final. Like, yeah, surely, down. surely, like, hands down. So, either way, you either against Zack Knight or Shingo Knight, or which should be a fucking absolute banger. Either way, it's gonna be exciting, it's gonna be an exciting match, regardless of what happens. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's that weekend, anyway. So, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the brackets now of like who's gone where and who's won what in terms of who they've gone against. Yeah. Obviously, 
Zach's beat Great O'Connor. I think the back. I think the fact. I think the fact that Zach beat Osprey in the quarters, but then Shingo beat Takahashi, didn't he? So yeah. it's a difficult one. It's going to be a good match either way. I'd like. I agree with what you said just so. I don't. I can't see Akada winning again yeah. or being in the final again. It seems. It seems pointless. I did think that. I thought that Jeff Cobb would go long. And obviously he's lost. Yeah, I think a lot of people are talking about that. So, yeah. But yeah, maybe they do go. But then are they going to go with Osprey last year and Zack Sabre Junior this year and have two non-Japanese wrestlers win the New Japan <laughs> you know, Cup? I really do want Zack to run it back. Yeah. I think Zack Zack's been one of the loyalest people they've had. So. Yeah, massively. I think it'll be interesting to see whether he actually ever comes across to. Uh, any of the American promotions? I don't know, you know. Maybe. But I guess we'll wait and see. Like, they had him at the Cruiserweight Classic and kind of like. That was a bit about it, isn't it? So. But it should be Maybe. an interesting final either way. Like, whoever's like. We all. We're picking Night on, obviously, to be in the final and then. Maybe the eventual winner, but I doubt it. So, I think whoever's facing Night Owl is going to be the winner of the cup. It's going to be New Japan, isn't it? So I wouldn't be surprised if Akada wins it all. No, I don't they just, just brush it under the carpet like it's everyday occurrence. The only way they can do that is if Ibushi's coming back. Mm, yeah, true. Very true. Because it was rumoured to come back for the cup and then they said he was out injured. The only way that's the only book, book like best booking decision they've got. So Okada wins the cup, calls out Abushi, Abushi rolls out, and then they obviously set up a title match. Big commitment, isn't it, for us just just for Okada to win the thing? You that could do that at any point, I suppose, couldn't they? And they could create that facade or create yeah, that match. Anyway, yeah, they could I do think. that in the G one. Yeah, they don't really need it. I hope, I hope he is. I hope Zack Sabre Junior does get to the final. Yeah, well, like either way, either way, whoever's facing Naito in the final will be like just be a bit banger of a final because it always is. Yeah, just because he's so good at wrestling. Zach is just Zach to me is just one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, technically, is outrageous, isn't it? In terms of technical wrestling ability, the modern era, like fucking, if they get Zach versus Brian, wherever it is, I'm buying the ticket. Yeah, 100%. In New York, fucking Japan. I think here, Brian, Brian was talking about doing it here. So yeah. if they do it here, I'll be like fucking straight buying a ticket. Like, well, they need, to do, need to have a tournament that's got all of you, AEW and, and New Japan in there. Get everyone in. Yeah, they've got Osprey Suzuki soon. Like, I do want to go see, watch that and then your call, I think it is, or somewhere yeah. like that. Somewhere in London, uh, try and buy a ticket for that. Yeah, I was looking at tickets for Rev Pro. Yes, Rev Pro. Yes. Yeah, I was looking at tickets for Rev Pro, but yeah. um, down south, down Southampton, why? Yeah. Looking at some of Probably there, a lot London. cheaper down south than it is yeah. going to London. I do miss live wrestling, I haven't been for a, a fair while now, I don't think. Yeah, I do want to, I don't do want to catch a Rev Pro show somewhere. Like, if I can get tickets for Osprey Suzuki, it's probably. Yeah, it's going to be the best one. Yeah, probably got that. But yeah, I think we covered everything for... Till um, next time, I guess. Yeah, so, it's going to be exciting, the big one. The WrestleMania pre-show. 
Yeah, the WrestleMania preview show. Do you want to give out your um, social if you want to yeah. give them out? At James Vaughan 14 and everything, Twitter and Twitch. Yeah, I suppose we'll um, probably get back next week, you know, next Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah, New, J- New Japan Cup semi finals and finals. And we um, best put that in the notes now before I get, forget. Yep. And uh, the WrestleMania preview show. Yeah, the WrestleMania preview show, the big one. I actually miss night one, and it'll be the first time I've missed the WrestleMania live yeah. for about 12 years, I think. Why is that? Uh, I'm at a stag deal on the Saturday, so I wanted oh, yeah. to watch it Saturday. So okay. I'll watch it. Um, Sunday I'll watch morning. it on a Sunday. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably watch it. It's going to be a long day, but I think I'm going to watch both parts on Sunday. I've got the Monday off, so okay. I, I think it's going to be a long one because Saturday in the middle of the day you got that. So that'll probably be on here about what, four o'clock, five o'clock to NXT. Yeah, five o'clock. And then it runs through till about what ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, isn't it? What, what, 12 o'clock? You know what WrestleMania is like? It'll probably be three and a half, four hours. That's going to be an upsetting day of wrestling for me, that is. I forgot that it was on the Saturday. Yeah, bro, they, they linked that show together, which is a bit fucking odd, but... I'm going to have to... It's on the Saturday, isn't it? So I'm just going to have to yeah. hope that, that I can sneak in. I can sneak in a couple of matches on my phone for the NXT event on the Saturday, so I don't have to watch it all in one go on Sunday. You're probably going to have to, bro. It looks like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I can watch you on the train on the way back I suppose I can catch up yeah, on some yeah, of it I suppose yeah, if you're not too hungover I mean unfortunately once the, once the Jagerbond started it's kind of, it's a stag dude that's it yeah. <laughs> you're going to be done bro. you're probably uh, be, you're probably be calling in Gunther Walter I might get a Walter tattoo <laughs> Walter above his name but nah always a pleasure I'm excited WrestleMania season's always good yeah, like I said, yeah, like I said, just was uh, like I said, just I think the semis are Saturday, when New Japan Cup and the final Sunday, so you probably got some decent wrestling the next this weekend and next weekend. So yeah. Thank God I took the Monday off afterwards yeah. so I can catch up on everything. Yeah, yeah, it should be all good, but yeah, cheers for this and I appreciate talking the uh, the progress with you. Always a pleasure. Catch you next week. See you next week, yeah. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.